This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And go. Ball in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go out. Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that rich CBD infused, wonderfully delicious Strava Craft Coffee. I'm having myself a cup of it right now. <clears throat> Warm, delicious, doesn't cause the crash, doesn't get you all messed up. You feel great so that you can talk on this episode. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, of course, as well you know. And I wanted to dive into uh, the latest in the battle between the players and owners and really spend most of our time there. I have said on the last couple of podcasts that I was going to get back into draft talk if I had time. That is still my plan B for this episode. But uh, some of these conversations about what's going on with the players and owners have turned into Larger conversations about the Rockies have led to questions here in our uh, live chats, whether it be on the Facebook, the Twitter, or the Twitch. Make sure you're following all of those, subscribing to everything to make sure that you don't miss when we go live. You'll get notified when we do so you can join the conversation. So what I wanted to do today was begin with some of the most recent statements uh, that have come out of, I don't like saying one camp or the either. we get into some oversimplifications when we talk about, I've even done it already, right? The the players versus the owners, as though all of the owners believe one thing and all of the players believe one thing, and that those two things are naturally and always opposed to each other, which is not necessarily the case, and it's not what's going on here. But I do think that uh, some of the most recent comments uh, from particularly Max Scherzer. I'm going to read Scherzer's entire statement. He's one of the more powerful and influential members of the union. He's well-respected by just about everybody in the game. And I think he articulated his point well. And so it's a short paragraph here. I'm going to read the whole thing. And he sent this out on Twitter. So most of you have probably already seen it. But I, I think this is a good place to begin the conversation. He said, After discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there's no reason to engage with MLB and any further compensation reductions, right? Any further recognizing that they've already agreed to compensation reductions. 
He goes on to say, we have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon the current information uh, that the union has received. And I'm going to get back to that. That's going to be our main theme of the day. But let's, based on the current information the union has received. He goes on to say, I'm glad to hear, it's got a weird update. Uh, I'm glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint and believe MLB's economic strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. And this is where I believe that Max Scherzer has cut to the heart of the issue. And I've struggled with this a little bit. The more I read, whether it be articles online or just opinions from people on Twitter, uh, the more I realize that, you know, there's a lot about this conversation that's being left out or that's very difficult to have. And that there may be a number of justifications for why the owners are going about this the way that they are. And I've even been mildly uh, scolded, I'll say, by people who have suggested that, um, you know, while I may understand baseball and, and, and certain whatevers, that I don't get the business side of it, right? That I don't understand. And that's almost certainly true. Like, let's be honest with ourselves, right? Like, and, and, and I try to be as honest with myself as I can about my strengths and weaknesses in this job. And, um, you know, I wrote an article recently where I ended it with Brandon Spano and I sat down in a restaurant five and a half years ago when he decided to bring me on as the leader of his Colorado Rockies content. And at no point during that conversation did he say, you know, will you be able to expertly guide people through a global pandemic? That was never a part of our initial conversation, right? Or, you know, what is your business acumen in the event that there's a lockout or a strike? Will you be able to expertly navigate the details of negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement? To which the answer would have been probably not. And so conceded all 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 conceded points not the sharpest business mind i don't have a concept or understanding of what it's like to deal in billions of dollars and to pay thousands of people and to invest and to expect certain amounts of growth and even to look at finances in terms of 10 year plans, right? I look at finances in terms of, can I pay my bills? And can we maybe go to a show this month? That's like, that is the extent to which I think about money, right? So these people are a hundred percent right. When they say that someone like me covering this is going to have a, a natural bias against people who have billions of dollars and whose first and and most important duty in their minds is their business. Because to them, their business is also all of these people, all of their employees that they have to pay and so on. But I keep coming back to this. That's why I've titled the podcast and the live chat what I have today. It's why I started 
with the Max Scherzer quote. It's why as soon as I'm done with this Strava Craft coffee, I'm digging into the Breckenridge Brew. I got the 15-can sampler pack. I got my mile-high copper lager. I actually did get it delivered from Davidson's, from the nearest uh, King Supers. And I will be swinging by the DNVR bar a little bit later on. I might have to swing on by the farmhouse. We'll do lunch at the DNVR bar. Swing on out to the farmhouse out there. If you call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., uh, you, you can pick up an order there. You get the DNVR code. You'll save five bucks off your entire meal, food, and drink. Um, and as I'm getting into the drink, I keep coming back to this. They demand that we trust them. It is as painfully simple as that. Now, there's a lot about this that's complicated. And you know me. Like, if you've ever listened to this show before, you know I loathe oversimplicity and would almost revel in overcomplications and... Like, even in my video games and movies and TV stories, like, whenever someone's like, this is super convoluted, I'm like, ooh, I'll probably like that. But the, there is a bottom line here. And sometimes there isn't. And, and I was having a conversation with a lot of people in baseball who are smarter than me about this very recently. And there are a ton of moving pieces and a lot to break down. But there is one key cog at the center of all of it, the reason why I am going to continue, in spite of everything that I've just said about my lack of business acumen and how complicated the numbers can be and how nuanced this is, why I'm going to continue to defend the player's position, or at least do everything that I can to explain in depth the player's position, because the owners are using the media to get you to trust them because they have not opened the books. There may be an argument that the owners are at a loss. There may be an argument that some franchises might even fold if they had to pay the players what they think is fair. Or if they had to do things like not have the A's decide to just stop paying their minor league players as of like today. Sorry, they were already only paying them $400 a week, which is an absurd problem that we can dive into some other time. These are the people we're supposed to trust. They're just not going to pay them. And can those guys just become free agents? No, probably not. Maybe, I mean, maybe if they, I mean, they've got no, they've got no leverage here. Minor league players, especially major league players have one bit of leverage. So that's the thing. The, think about the difference in leverage. And I've said this before, but the the only leverage the players have is to play or not play. And if you doubt that at all, if you think they're just, you know, they're, they're being stubborn about it. Look at what happens to the guys that don't have that leverage. The minor leaguers, they're just not going to get paid. Now what? You go get a real job? Hope you can, you know, stay in shape so that a year from now, maybe someone will call you. You know, some of the top prospects are going to be fine, but a lot of these guys who were, you know, making their way up, 
the next Ashton Godot, who a year ago was a nobody and right now sits at like eighth on the Rocky starting pitcher depth chart because he found himself. Where does that guy go? Annika says they're crying poor and they're not. And D. Wesick says if owners can take tax money for stadiums, their financials should be public information. And this is the thing. At every step of the way, the owners demand. They do not ask. They demand that you trust them. Give us your tax dollars to build a stadium. We promise it's worth it for your community in the long run. The, uh, the actual answer to that is that nine times out of ten, it's not. Coors Field is the exception to the rule. Coors Field and, and, and a lot of the stuff that's gone on down there in Lodo has very successfully revitalized that entire neighborhood. And it probably was worth it for the taxpayers in the long run. But that still doesn't excuse the fact that all of it should be public information. Hashtag open the books. It's not good enough to say, trust us, we're losing money. Trust us, we don't have enough to pay minor leaguers. Trust us. We aren't going to have enough to pay the major leaguers. We don't live in a world built on that kind of trust. If we ever did, we certainly don't now. Show me the money. Show me the numbers. You want to cry poor, as Annika put it. You want people, you want the fans, you want the media to sell your story that it's the players who are being unreasonable because they refuse to play. Open the books. Because every argument they make is built on faith, is built on trust, is built that you believe what they are saying to you. Despite the fact that MLB owners are the only group of owners in the history of our major collective, you know, American professional sports here who have been caught colluding to not pay people what they're worth. And there's been real questions about that in the recent past. You're talking about some of them who have been caught stealing taxpayer dollars and pocketing money that was supposed to go toward building better facilities so that these owners could just line their pockets. They are asking, no, they are demanding that you trust them, that they aren't lying to you, despite the fact that they have been caught lying to you over and over and over again. Now, Deep breath. I'm speaking generally, broadly here, and that can be dangerous. It's always dangerous. There are some owners, and in fact, you know, the Monforts are one of the exceptions to the rule. Not completely. I mean, they do their, you know, their, their hard business of too. But if we're grading on a curve of MLB owners, they might be right at the top in terms of the loyalty to their employees. And remember, employees include ball players, custodians, ushers, security people, and Annika says to a fault, in my opinion. And that has long been a contention. And I 
I struggle with this. I really do because I'm I'm a I'm a baseball fan and I cover a team that I would like to see be regularly competitive. Therefore, our coverage is that much more interesting and all of those things. But I'm also a, a human being first. And, and not to say that anyone who disagrees with my position here is a human being second. That's that's a, a perhaps an unfair way to frame it. But you know, I, I let me put it this way: if if the options on the table, you can get an owner who's going to get all the baseball things right that Dick Monfort doesn't. He's not going to make these same mistakes. He's going to run his team like pick your favorite owner, and just from an on-field perspective, so you get that guy. But he's going to be in the bottom third. In the life questions, he's going to cut off pay to his minor league players. He's going to go out and actively recruit men who have been found guilty of abusing their partners physically and pay them big dollar amounts to join their team after the fact or are going to take money potentially out of the local community rather than putting money back into the local community. Across the board, the Monforts have gotten these questions right. They got rid of Jose Reyes's ass. They have revitalized Lodo. McGregor Square is going to be an absolute home run grand slam. They care about the community. They care about their players. And I do think Annika's right. I do think on the field it's caused them baseball problems. I could run down a top 10 list of guys that should have been traded that the Rockies could have gotten value for that they didn't. And the primary reason was because Dick Monfort really liked that guy or, or the Monforts in general really liked that guy. Maybe Dan O'Dowd liked him a little bit, but that because they're a loyal organization who cares about people. Um, I prefer that if I'm, if I'm putting all my cards on the table and we're, we're having, we're just having an earnest, right? A very human conversation here. Personally, I prefer that. And it's, it, it'd be nice if it wasn't one or the other, it would be really nice if you could have owners who got all the big life questions, right. But also still were a bit more baseball savvy. And I do think that that's, possible. And so I'm I'm perhaps setting up a false dichotomy here by suggesting it has to be one or the other. Um but I do think sadly the way the landscape is now, I mean look at the Astros. Look I mean it's just or and the Red Sox and the and the whole um you, you know it's it's sad. But it does seem that right now that's how it is. It is one or the other. I think the Rockies could learn from some of these loyalty mistakes. Um, But I also think that now would be a really interesting time for them to potentially break from what's going on with the rest of ownership. Right. I'll get to specifically why as soon as I tell you that when I'm done with this, you got to go over and check out our Colorado Raptors podcast. Colton Strickler taking the inside the locker room 
with that podcast. We got written content there on the dnvr.com. We've been doing DNVR watches on Saturday and Sunday. They're so much fun. I can't tell you that how much fun it is to watch rugby, whether you know what's going on or not. It starts to become pretty intuitive after a while, even if there's some finer nuances that escape me. But Colton's got you covered. He's got 101 pods breaking down the game. He's got interviews with the players, uh, with the play-by-play man who is a personal hero of mine. Um, and really, it's just it's a great organization out there. They've got a great park, Infinity Park, one of the places you got to have on top of your list places to go as soon as things are opening back up. It's just absolutely beautiful. And there's a ton of super cool uh, Raptors merch. Uh, the, just rugby merch in general is cool. But if you have it within your means, remember, supporting them is supporting us. So download the Colorado Raptors podcast here on our DNVR network. Follow them on Twitter. Check out some of that merchandise. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun with it. I promise you really will. So Would it behoove to use a, I always forget, is that Jim Tracy word? I, I believe, it. I mean, I've used that word before, but most of the guys in the Rockies press box associate it with a former Rockies manager, and I believe it was Jim Tracy. Another sip of the Strava there. Would it behoove the Rockies, who I think are going to continue to pay their minor league players, or at least the ones, you know, the the, the majority of them, To just pay their guys more. Maybe not, you know, if the agreement is reached and most owners are paying a guy guys a third of what they thought they were going to get paid this year, would or can the Rockies go, and we're going to give our guys half. They got forced into a thing, and we, you know, we said, you know, we don't, we don't have to. The same way some teams are choosing to pay their minor league players and some are not. And Annika, you're right. This might be the time for the Rockies to shine. This would be a way of taking this thing that has been a bugaboo. that's been written about many times and fairly so. I didn't run through the list. Brad Hopp, Garrett Atkins, Carlos Gonzalez, even Troy Tulowitzki, all probably could have, should have, and would have been traded sooner than they were if they were ever traded at all. And could have brought in a lot of value for the Rockies. And most of that was because of loyalty. And there's a, there's plenty more guys on down that list. Even what the Rockies ended up getting for Ubaldo Jimenez. I know for a fact that could have happened earlier and gotten the Rockies a much better deal, if not for this sense of loyalty to a face of the franchise and Ubaldo Jimenez. And there's something commendable about it, but it has cost them on the field. Here's a way to spin it. So to put it this way, what the owners have most recently proposed would take Nolan Arenado from a $35 million player to an eight or $9 million player this next season. You may agree or disagree with that being fair. However, what if the Monforts go, you know, Maybe we've invested a little bit better. That, 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 it would honestly, just based on their behavior, it would surprise me if the Monforts have more like cash on hand than the other owners, if they're more liquid. Um, yeah, there's, a base, there's a business term for you, business acumen people. Um, I hope I'm using correctly. But 
we, again, we have no idea because none of the books are open. They're forcing us to speculate and demanding that you trust them. Back to the point. Let's say they, they go, you know, we do have the money on hand to pay Nolan. Not the nine that's been negotiated down between the owners and the MLBPA. But we can afford to pay him 15 or 20 million this year and do that with our top. Now, now you're, you, you know, you run the risk of, can you do that for everybody on the team? Do you create what, you know, there, there, there's a lot to be figured out there. I'm not suggesting that this is easy uh, under any circumstance, but I am suggesting that they have an open window here to show to Nolan Arenado ways in which, and, and, DYS, I'm not sure if the MLBPA would even allow something like that. But but again, you know, it, it all depends. Or whether or not guys would be willing to take it, if that would be seen as crossing some kind of picket line. Uh, there's a lot that would need to be worked out. Maybe they just make the offer and they say, well, you know, we couldn't do it. Even the symbol might say something to Nolan about how other owners look at players versus how they look at players. And maybe that's something that's going to be a little bit more valuable to him as he considers his options in the future. Maybe, maybe not. I, I really don't know that it, it it can sway anything. I certainly don't think it'll sway everything. Um, But I think the Rockies track record on handling the big questions gives them an opportunity to, here to handle this better than most of the other teams in baseball are handling it. And for that to endear them to their most important players, including Nolan Arenado. Um, and, and I think that'll be really interesting. Uh, I don't know what official overtures they will actually be able to make. I mean, even doing things like offering guys extra amenities, there, there's all kinds of interesting things that can be done, I would think, in terms of a workaround and in terms of making it clear that, you know, you feel like you need to go the extra mile to take care of your players. Um, they could also, how about this? This won't, well, this won't happen, but it's going to get me back on track. Open their books. How about that? What what would you do? How would you feel if voluntarily did the Padres open their books? So I guess the the so I was gonna say the Rockies were the first two. So I guess then they wouldn't. If I'd have to, I need to double check that. That'd be very interesting. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good, good, good. So so the Padres have done something else. Excellent. Very good. Oh, the Padres have maybe reached out to try to do some extra stuff, I would think. I that I had I had read an article on, on maybe that was in the athletic or something that um yeah, they're offering to pay everybody through October. That's right. And I think the Rockies um were also doing that in the initial report. They came out, there were two teams very early on, and I do believe it was the Padres and Rockies, um, <clears throat> who said they're gonna pay uh their employees too, I I believe. Uh so again, they're they're taking care of people. They extend that to the players to whatever extent they can. But the, what if they did? What if they were now going back? Now that we know, what if they were the first team? Now again, and and this is 
there, there are strengths and weaknesses on all sides and, and collective bargaining is generally, I think, just the best way to go. But it does, you know, it would probably be viewed by the owners as a, a, a stab in the back. But that just goes to show, like, what, what are you hiding from? Whenever somebody won't give you the information or the data necessary to make the decision, I'm always moved to ask the question, what are you hiding from? Let's go back to Max Scherzer's statement. We have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of prorated salaries, which is completely fair and gets us past the whole how much cash on hand issue do the owners really have. The owners have enough money in terms of their overall assets and personal wealth to pay these guys what has been negotiated, contracts that have been signed. If they have to pay it in the future, there shouldn't be a question. And the players have agreed to that. So he says that's why there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon the current information the union has received. In other words, if you want us to change our position, you need to provide us with data. The numbers show me the money. And it would be really interesting because the owners have made their argument, right? And no, Annika, the minor leaguers are not unionized. And that's part of the reason why the A's can get away with doing what they did the other day. I was appalled reading through that official statement. Not surprised, but appalled. They're not protected. And that, that causes other issues as well. Because the, you know, the major league ball players don't always stand up for them. Because they're not members of the union yet. Minor leaguers get totally screwed on all sides of this. Though I do think that the, the MLBPA has started to recognize those are future members of the union. And if we treat them well now, and if we take care of them better when they're younger, they'll be more inclined to, you know, be active members and care about stuff like this and follow along with good strategy once they become so. So I, I think there's actually been a move toward helping out the younger players a bit more from the union. And I think that was going to be a big part of the next CBA. And I still think it will be a big part of the next CBA. But why, you know, in the world, should any of us trust MLB owners? They've made their arguments. And if it was as clear cut as they seem to claim, they would be able to prove it with one simple thing, which seems to be the thing they're most reluctant to do. Open the books. Show us the numbers. Because if they do show us the numbers and the numbers don't back up, this is the thing, this is the gambit. If the numbers don't back up what they've said, they reveal that they've used a global pandemic as an opportunity to enrich themselves on the backs of their workforce 
by shoving their leverage down their throats that the only thing they can do is not play, knowing that some fans will never forgive them from depriving them of their favorite form of entertainment during a time when people need entertainment. You know, there is a league out there that is playing some baseball, and I got to mention them because not only have I been loving the KBO, but I've also been able to earn a little bit of money off of them with DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can too if you go with me. I think on this pick of the week right here, uh, I'm taking, first of all, I'm just taking the over on the Wyverns and Bears, but that's not the pick of the week. The pick of the week is the Bears at minus one and a half. The Wyverns have been absolutely terrible. You got to take the Bears out there in the KBO. The Wyverns are just an absolute nightmare. They might be the quality of a single A team. They've just been getting destroyed. Go with the Bears. Check out the KBO. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm also taking a word of advice a little bit here from our guys on the DNVR Bets show. So make sure you're also subscribed to that. And Will, you you may be very right. It There's a significant lack of revenue with no fans and no sales. But how much? How much revenue? They should be able to show us. We can't have this conversation in the dark. We can't have the conversation where all of us have to believe that the facts that are most at issue just are what one side is telling us they are. And just trust them. That's not good enough. It sounds like, like, like you lay out here. It's it's believable that it could be a significant lack of rep. But again, that should be very easy to prove then. It should be able to say, look, we normally make X. We've got Y tied up in investments. We're going to lose Z. So we've only got, I got to use another letter. We've got A cash on hand. A cash on hand is only enough to pay for B players, which leaves out C. So we either need everybody to take less or these guys to not get paid. Show your work. But for us to just trust that they've said, well, yes, we're going to lose. We've already done the work. Don't, don't, don't look at the math. We've done it. And we're telling you that we're losing enough revenue that we can't afford to pay you. In fact, we're we're telling you that we can't we're losing so much revenue that we can only afford to pay you exactly what we tell you we can pay you. And you just have to trust us. And the media has to trust us. And we're going to literally use these leaks as a way of trying to win an information war against the players union. If the owners want anyone to believe them, they have to show their work. And the fact that they're not willing to is just a gigantic red flag that the numbers probably don't add up. Because if they did, it would be as simple as releasing them and we could have started spring training yesterday. It's as simple as that. They could have gotten together and said, look, guys, we don't have the money. Here it is. You want to win the information war, they do it that way. But this, 
forcing the players to be the ones to talk about it. While they continue to keep all of the numbers in-house, that ain't it, Chief. That ain't going to get it done. And we can all do the math ourselves, and we can all do all the obfuscating we want, try to say, yeah, it's probably a lot of money, but until they show it to us, I don't trust them. I do not. And if you do, okay. I'm not sure what the owners have ever done to win that trust, to earn that trust. I don't know if it was when the commissioner of baseball referred to the World Series trophy as a piece of metal. If it was when during the lifetime of half the people listening to this, the owners colluded to not pay people because they were black. Or is it the time that the National League didn't have an African-American manager until the 90s? Or is it the fact that there's been a work stoppage every single time a collective bargaining agreement has come up between the two sides? I don't trust anyone who deals in a lack of information. I deal in information. Do I have the business acumen? No, I do not. What I do have is the knowledge of people who are willing to share the information that the argument is based on and people who are not. Open the books. Hey, when I want to relax a little bit after I've gone on a rant like this, I play a little WGT golf. It is the most popular and most realistic free golf game in the world, loved by over 20 million players. You can download it on your phone or your laptop from dnvrgolf.com. You can play closest to the hole or full stroke play on world-famous golf courses, including Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, Wolf Creek, and more. You can challenge any one of us here on the DNVR staff, a lot of other people in the DNVR community join our country club. It's been a lot of fun. We have weekend tournaments pretty much every Sunday, playing some virtual golf. Make sure you join us again. That's dnvrgolf.com. And also, I got to remind you, and, I and and you know, look, it may be too, TMI, as I believe uh, the phrase goes, but I look good, I feel good, and I smell good. All personal opinions, but all brought to me by Manscaped. That's right. I've got that Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It is a godsend. It'll get you nice and cleaned up. It'll get you nice and smooth. And it'll have you feeling nice and clean because of all the other stuff that comes with it. You get some deodorant. You get some spritzer. You get some shower gel. You're going to get some of the most comfortable underwear you've ever had in your life. TMI may be true 100%. You're going to get super cool little travel bag for all that stuff. So uh, once you get back out there to traveling like I intend to, uh, it's going to be super, super useful for you. Uh, You're just going to feel clean, good, and the the smell, I'm telling you, it's worth it for the smell and stuff alone, for the good smell and stuff. But you're not going to get nicked. You're not going to get cut. You got that light. You're going to get nice 
and Manscaped. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. So get 20% off the free shipping and the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. And yes, check out the Knucklehead Invitational this weekend on the WGT Golf as well. So, all right, I'm going to put a pin in the conversation right there for now. I've got a lot more thoughts. I've got a lot of questions to get to, uh, a few more on-field things we want to talk about. But for now, I think we've got to wrap this one up. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to remind you that helping out our sponsors means helping us out. So if you haven't yet, download WGT, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, you know, drink your breck brew, get yourself manscaped, uh, buy that Raptors merch, uh, all the good stuff, the Strava Craft Coffee, the Mile High Green Cross, if that is your thing. Uh, helping them out really helps us out during these times, and it really helps you out during these times, which is even more important because you're going to be happy with all of that stuff. So in the meantime, just remember to subscribe to all of the podcast feeds, to the dnvr.com, to follow on social media, and to continue to be absolutely awesome out there. I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.